four years ago when Michael Robinson was named the youngest general manager in the 60-year history of the Caravel Saigon Vietnam. He never imagined finding himself in 2020 in the midst of a global pandemic, keeping his staff and long-term residents safe. Luckily, Vietnam did an outstanding job managing and controlling the crisis. While borders are still closed, the hotel is now back open and Michael is looking towards the next few months of slow but steady recovery. All right. Well, welcome to um, our newest episode of uh, Unconstrained uh, um, Conversations here. And I'm super excited to have uh, Michael, the general manager of the Carabelle Hotel in Saigon, uh, with me today. Um, always nice to have somebody uh, from a little bit further away. Uh, Vietnam has been um, um, probably one of the uh, early success stories um, in the recent couple of weeks. And the Carvel Hotel, which Michael has led since 2016, is a very special hotel in Saigon, um, 60 years old, just uh, last month, I guess, and uh, a long history. And um, I'm really um, interested. To, I was interested to hear from Michael kind of what uh, his experience was over the last couple of weeks. Uh, the hotel has opened, I think, um, two weeks now, two and a half weeks. Um, so we'll talk about that and then what has changed in the operations and um, his biggest lessons over the last um, eight weeks or so. So welcome, Michael. Thank you very much. Yeah, I appreciate you joining. No problem. It's probably been a, a lot longer than uh, eight weeks for us. Uh, That's because, true. That's true. Yeah, for, for, for Vietnam, uh, COVID hit uh, around about the end of February and the country went into lockdown mid-March. Um, so it's actually been a few months for us now. Uh, yeah. very, very, you know, interesting time to to be in hospitality. Uh, definitely not the safest business these days. Uh, but you know, um, we here in Vietnam being very lucky that the government has taken a very, very strong stance from the beginning, uh, mm -hmm. and to to really keep the numbers very low. And now uh, the country is about forty five days uh, COVID free without any um, community. In, um, in, infection. So uh, they've done a great job. The borders are still closed, however, which um, obviously has a big impact on the, the economy and the recovery of the economy. And we're still unsure as to when those borders will open. So you're, and um, so that's an incredible story by itself, right? Nobody would have expected, I guess, Vietnam taking uh, taking the lead in that. Uh, Forty five days without any um, any. Uh, Positives, um, any any positive infections? That's pretty. Um, that's pretty incredible. Um, so how how I hope your staff is all okay and you yourself and the family are okay. But how are you coping since you have reopened the hotel? I believe around mid May. Is that correct? Yeah. So what happens? We actually didn't technically close the hotel. We have um, okay. we have some guests that live here, that some long stay guests as such. Uh, but we did get to a point where we stopped taking reservations and we stopped taking mm -hmm. any additional bookings. And that was for about a month. So technically, we we kind of did close to the public, but we looked after the, the people that were still here. Uh, it was a tough time. I mean, um, the country really took a very strong stance. There was a lot of rules and regulations over people that were checking in. Uh, mm -hmm. And the decision made was made to, to close was, was really just uh, from a safety perspective because no one really knew – there was a lot of people in the country that were still um, positively in infected and didn't know they had it, and they were sort of traveling around the country because there was still tourists left over. Uh, so before everyone sort of left, it was it was a tough time. So we made the decision to close or stop taking any further reservations as purely a safety factor because we didn't want the hotel to be at risk with a positive infection, 
as we saw a couple of the hotels around had cases like that and they've been forced to shut long term. Mm. Uh, so that was sort of a, a, um, a, the decision um, on that. Since we've opened, for us, we heavily relied on foreign uh, foreign arrivals. So having the borders shut uh, is really has really been difficult. Uh, we're talking single digit occupancy. Mm-hmm. So now it's really about trying to 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 focus a lot more on the domestic market. Uh, mm-hmm. Saigon is a tough city because it's although it's a tourist destination for foreigners, it's not really a tourist destination for um, for domestic travel. Uh, so it's more business focused. So we've been trying to you know um, look at the different ways that we can promote staycations. So people on the weekends, that sort of thing, looking into various um, um, local DMCs that work with travel from Da Nang and Hoi An and the other countries, and sorry, the other cities in Vietnam and just sort of trying to change our strategy, at least for the short term, to try and bring in as much business as we can. And we're starting to see an increase. Nothing to mm-hmm. ride home about, but each week has been better than the week before. Uh Last week, we finally hit double digits in occupancy, so. Congratulations. Uh, yeah. yeah. So, you know, I think that you would get to a point in time where um, occupancy is so low. Mm. And then it also has, you know, not just financial implications, but it's also with the staff, you know, trying to control staff, um, how many we have on board, trying to make sure that we can evenly share off the time that they are working so that they all sort of have a fair income at the end of the month. Uh, and then also keeping them motivated because you know, you've got one bell attendant and no arrivals for the day. It, it can be difficult. So mm. uh, it's a very, very tough time. Um, but I think, you know, everyone has, especially in Vietnam, they've really come together uh, mm. to, to fight the epidemic, epidemic. And they've done a great job uh, so far. Uh, I think everyone, hands down, is, is uh, thanking Vietnam for their efforts. Uh, but it's definitely not over. Once the decision will be made to reopen the borders, then I'm sure there'll be a lot of um, safety protocol and those sorts of things to avoid, avoid uh, cases coming into the country again. So, but only time will tell, I imagine. Yeah. Did you did you have to make the significant changes to your operations um, kind of over the last couple of weeks? Did you have to um, Im- implement safety protocols and, and change the way you're operating F&B and change the way you're operating check-ins, housekeeping? I know you have a pool and you have spa facilities. Has that all been impacted or is it yeah, so not, not yeah. as much? No, a lot of it was impacted in over various uh, stages over the last couple of months because when the, the after the country's borders closed, we all went into a lockdown. Uh, so yeah. it was forced social distancing, and that meant that we were no – the first thing that was enforced for us is we weren't allowed to open bars, so we had to shut our bar. Then I would say probably 10 days to two weeks later, uh, the call was to close spas. Then restaurants. Mm-hmm. And then basically everything. So it got to a point where we weren't even allowed to open anything at all. So obviously we had to, for the guests that we had in-house, we had to sort of utilise room service as much as possible so that they could feed them. Um, And we have an executive lounge, so we kept that open for them to at least have somewhere that they could go outside of their rooms. (laughs) Since you weren't really allowed on the street and these sorts of things and providing masks. Uh, Since we've opened... Uh, we've we've had to make um, a lot of changes, uh, some business focused in terms of just because of low occupancy and it doesn't make sense to open everything. So things like breakfast now we, we do through room service. Now whether a guest wants to have it in, in, in the lounge or in um, our coffee shop downstairs, they can still do so, but it all, all comes through the same menu from room service. 
And now over the now so no more months, sorry so more, no more buffet breakfast no more buffet breakfast that right. will change when when occupancy goes comes back to normal okay uh, or when it allows and actually last weekend was the first time that we had enough we had enough business in the hotel over the weekend that we needed to open uh, a small reduced buffet in the morning okay uh, so that's not a that's not a required safety or health requirement that's more an operational and financial um, right. requirement then. There was a lot of sort of, yeah, uh, operational right. decisions that we made. In terms of mm. safety and health, we, we, were pro we were the first hotel in the city to implement temperature checks on arrival. So we mm. started that with staff and contractors, uh, so anyone arriving through the staff entrance. And then probably a couple of weeks after we started that, we, we implemented it for guest use in the front of the hotel too. And that is still going on today. So if you enter the caravel, you are temperature checked and you are asked to sanitize your hands as you walk in. Uh, for some time, it was compulsory for anyone into the, in the hotel to wear a mask. Now that has we have we have since relaxed that rule. Uh, that was something we implemented. Um, mm -hmm. We've since relaxed that rule as um, the country is now um, free of their social distancing rules. Um, and there are various same with when you enter a restaurant, you have to have your hands sanitized. Um, a lot of things inside the guest rooms. We've had to really retrain our staff. We use um, EcoLab uh, chemicals, so mm -hmm. that you know, proven to dis disinfect most um, the germs. Uh, we have also got mist sprayers. So when a guest checks out of the room, we come in with one of these big mist guns and yes. uh, spray the room. Uh, housekeeping uh, have reduced credit so that they can spend a lot more time in the in the guest rooms, um, especially um, after arrival, to make sure all the touch points, the telephones, the light switches, the remote controls, these sorts of things are all um, um, made sure that we're heavily disinfected. Uh, all of these sorts of things, we, we've we've done a lot to make sure that our safety is the safety of our guests and our staff uh, are, are, are made sure that that's our number one priority. We've also implemented, and, and not necessarily because of COVID, but it, it was along the same lines as we've now implemented a chatbot in the hotel. Uh, it was something we always wanted to do, but it now has worked very well because it gives people the option of a contactless um, mm -hmm. me ordering food or um, contacting uh, a, a staff member if they don't feel like picking up the phone. They can now use their own telephone and log into our chatbot and get all the questions or do their um food ordering and those sorts of things. So that's something that we will keep. Temperature right. checks on arrival, I would imagine, will stay at least until the end of the year for now. Right, right. So do you see kind of the the, the trend with the technology that you mentioned, like touchless? Um, I don't know if you do have remote check-in or, or online checking and checkout, uh, or if you don't, are you planning to start implementing that as well? So some some companies are starting to play with you know use your phone instead of the um, the, the remote control for the TV. Is that something that you're considering or or we, yeah, we're definitely maybe maybe not. So um, IPTV was something that we are a little bit behind the times actually and haven't um, implemented it. But it was something we were implementing this year, and a lot of that can be done by mm -hmm. uh, also scanning a QR code and then you can use your phone. Um, yeah. And I think something that will be put in place as soon as possible because a lot of people will start to use that, whereas before it probably didn't have a high usage um, and was probably dismissed as an, um, an add-on feature. Uh, whereas yeah. I probably, if it was an add-on feature that was required for a 
to, to pay additional for is something we may have looked at twice, whereas now I think we definitely go ahead with that because the usage rate would be a lot higher coming mm. out of COVID. Mm. Mm. Um, the, the difficulty, uh, you know, with uh, the online check-in, um, the way what I foresee is that the government in certain countries uh, that you need to register your passport. So there's right. a lot of countries in the world when you check in, you have to scan your passport and that passport is then uploaded into a system so the government or immigration officers know that this person is staying. A lot of countries around the world are very similar. Now, I would imagine that now with because of COVID, there will be a lot more of a tracking system and there will be more requirements. So maybe we need to now scan an entry stamp into the country. Maybe right. we now need to scan the entry stamps of the last two weeks. There may be uh, some additional criteria or requirements that the government puts in place, and that will uh, hinder implications of trying to start or successfully adapt an online check-in system. That's very true. Uh, and, and that's something. And then also making sure you have temperature checks, making sure that you've you've seen the person, do they look fit and well, all of these sorts of things. The safety is also the concern of the hotel, and removing that person-to-person interaction can can um, can stop those sorts of things. So right. Certainly something to look into, but I do foresee that there may be some difficulties with that moving forward. Yeah, is there any plans for reopening the borders yet, or maybe in a, in a I don't know, just with China or or in general? Is there uh, has there been any progress or announcement? It's, there's been a lot of talk, uh, yeah. nothing in terms of announcing. Uh, the the only country that is announced now is Thailand. They July first, their borders will reopen. Now mm-hmm. I would imagine that most countries are going to watch what happens in Thailand at least for the first month. And if Thailand is successful in doing so, then we will see start to see a lot more of the Asian countries, uh, countries open right. borders. Right, mm. right. There's so is your, is your, sorry, go ahead. There's a, there's a lot of talk of these bubbles now. So yeah. countries yeah. open new borders for certain, I think Australia and New Zealand is a perfect example, and that's probably the first bubble that we will see in the world. No, I think true, July 1st, I think, right? They have announced something around that. So, so that will start, um, yeah. At the moment, if the borders are closed for foreigners, and if you're mm-hmm. a Vietnamese traveling home, you still need to do two weeks in quarantine. Right, right, okay. So as you're focus, as you're refocusing your efforts then on the on the domestic market, um, I, I guess you, you mentioned working with the, the local DMCs. Um, I guess business travel is kind of gone. Meeting and events uh, probably gone for the foreseeable future. So how do you? How do you re- re-centralize and refocus and reprioritize? Um, what are the markets that are out there for you to grab for your type of hotel? So, uh, look, I think staycations has been uh, mm-hmm. more successful than I would have originally thought, to be honest. Uh, our weekend business is starting to, to pick up, uh, mm-hmm. which is good. And I'm hoping in the next couple of months we'll be able to close maybe 20 30% over the weekends. Uh, which I know is not a lot for most people, but at the moment when you're talking single digits, it's it's fantastic. Yeah. So the weekly business and sort of the staycations is, is, has started to pick up a lot a lot more than we expected. Um, so we've also bought in certain promotions. So you buy a rate and you get a food and beverage credit included. You buy a rate, you get a free, you get an upgrade. You buy this rate, you get a suite with executive lounge access. Uh, kids, uh, no extra beard is charged, these sorts of things. So we've tried to tailor our packages for the local market a little bit more and be generous on value-added options rather than trying to drop rate. Right. Um, that's right. that I, I'm really, I really believe that dropping rate in a market that doesn't have a lot of 
demand anyway. <clears throat> Sorry, um, dropping rate is really not something that is going to, to help you. Yeah, that's definitely good to hear from a revenue management perspective, right? Um, there is already very little revenue manage, revenue revenue to manage, and and pricing is not going to stimulate a lot of demand at the moment. So um, whatever whatever demand you're getting, you'll probably get it at, at whatever price you have today. Yeah, looking at um, you know, it really was is you got to uh, you sit down with your sales team, and you say, okay, who's traveling? Let's figure that mm -hmm. out first. Who, who's who's actually going to travel domestically? Okay, we have people that want to go away for the weekends or have some time off now or, or able to work from home. That, that was something that the beach properties uh, just outside of Saigon have done very well because during the lockdown period or once the lockdown started to release, a lot of people still, the offices were closed and they were asked to work from home, so they went to the beach and they took villas or they took hotel rooms for weeks, two weeks at a time and um, – Mum and dad worked from the office and the kids could go and, and play around because schools were closed. So they really tapped into that market, which was quite good. Mm -hmm. uh, embassies and consulates and those those sorts of um, businesses, they still have to travel. They've, they're probably busier than ever. Uh, so there are, And there are certain businesses that haven't had no effect. COVID has not affected them at all or it's affected them positively in terms of their their business has increased. The demands for their products has increased because of COVID. So there are these sorts of things that are that their cash flow um, has increased over this time, and they may not want to send their staff away on a company trip, which is very popular in Vietnam to do once a year, because mm -hmm. of the safety implications or the risk factor. But they may want to book out a hotel's ballroom for a team building activity for a couple of days, do lunch dinners, these sorts of things, go home at night, come back. So that's sort of a market that we're also sort of trying to tap into, just looking right. at different different areas. Yeah. Uh, conference calls, I, I think, is also something that the whole wake-up of Zoom. Zoom, Zoom over, the, over the last sort of three months, everybody knows what it is in the world now. Mm -hmm. uh, it's something that has continued to be used in the various apps uh, uh, that you have for or staying in contact with people via video call. And I think these days that's something from a business perspective that's going to become more and more important. So making sure, luckily for us, we have uh, we had a, just finished our renovation and one of our meeting rooms is we installed the state-of-the-art uh, video call capability. So we have a 65-inch mm -hmm. TV on the wall and it has uh, the whole room is, is uh, hooked up to microphones and speakers and those sorts of things. So that's something that has been done is done quite well because it's great for you and I to have a conversation via a laptop but when you're in a room with maybe five or six other people you're trying to have a meeting uh, it doesn't necessarily work as good so coming into a hotel and having a room like this which is specifically designed for this purpose that's also uh, been quite quite good in terms of bringing us a little bit of uh, dry event revenue so we're saying yeah, yeah, yeah. So some people, some people are talking about these hybrid meetings, right? Instead of having a meeting with hundred people, you have ten meetings of ten people all being connected virtually together, and then you just um, you're minimizing the risk, but you're still trying to get the social interaction and the um, the networking to some extent, right? But you need to have the technology in place to be able to do that. Exactly. So it's interesting to see you know, um, how the hotel industry is adapted to the work from home. It's very difficult mm -hmm. for a hotelier to work from home. Uh, but you know, we have we have seen that it is there are some positions in the hotel that it is possible. So how mm -hmm. will that change? Will we re will we require so many offices in the hotels from now on? 
Can our finance department work from home? Can our purchase, can our sales and marketing department work from home? And can we use this office space to mm-hmm. turn into another restaurant, to turn into another meeting room? Uh, all of these questions are now being asked. Um, maybe the cash flow is not there to, to implement some of these straight away, but the questions yeah. are all in the back of our minds. Now, that's a very interesting perspective. I haven't heard anyone saying that yet, you know, even looking at your your available space, office space in the hotel and trying to turn that into a revenue generating space. That's um, that's the first I'm hearing. Yeah, I think but it's very true. Like- very true. Mm. Mm. Sorry, go ahead. Time, it's about stepping outside the box. <clears throat> Absolutely. Absolutely. And, and I think, you know, over the last sort of at least three months for us and I think for the world, it's going to continue this year. There'll be a lot of changes that'll happen in businesses, um, those sorts of things. I've, I was speaking to a friend a couple of days ago um, who's opening a hotel, and what they have decided, probably moving forward as well, is that their sales and marketing team, they will share, share offices. So the team will have one day a week where they're all there, and mm-hmm. the rest of the week they'll either work, they have various days that they come to the office and various days they work from home. And their their desk will be shared with another person, and they will just switch days that they're coming into the hotel. So that, that was that was an interesting factor as well, and that, that doesn't seem like it's going to end anytime soon. So, hmm. yeah, it's a whole new way of thinking about uh, hotel office uh, design and hotel design in general, right? Absolutely. Um, and so, so what is your kind of your view on the future for the next? I don't know, ninety days, because I don't think it's very. I, I think it's very difficult to to look beyond that if at all. And then my last question will be kind of uh, after that is what what uh, what are your key takeaways from the last three months and your key lessons in terms of leadership um, and, and, uh, uh, and, and managing crisis? So let's start with the, the, the 90 days forward and then kind of the leadership lessons out of that. <laughs> uh, <laughs> definitely not a magician. Right. I think, I, I think for, for most general managers, at the moment, the word reforecast, they've well and truly heard enough of. <laughs> uh, next 90 days, for Vietnam, I'm really not sure. Uh, it really depends on the when the government makes the decision to reopen the borders. Now, that could be as early as maybe mid-July. Uh, it could be as late as the end of the year. Uh, wow. I think uh, what will happen is that the borders will reopen in stages. I think that what will happen is maybe mid-July to start of August, they will reopen the borders to to um, foreigners. However, quarantine will probably stay. You mm-hmm. still need to do a two-week quarantine, but they may allow hotels which are shut to reopen to take quarantine. Um, guess, guess, yeah. right. Exactly. Right. Now, that's not going to stimulate tourism, but there are a lot of people that went home during COVID and need to come back for work. There are a lot of businesses that can't restart because it requires uh, someone that has gone outside or has gone back to their home country and they need to come back to restart the factory and these sorts of things. So there will be arrivals from there. I think then the next stage may be something where a negative test is required prior to arrival uh, and then you are required a one-night quarantine in a hotel. Mm-hmm. You are tested on arrival and once that test comes back negative, then you're okay to go about your about your day. Uh, that's probably the next stage. Now, when that happens, I'm not sure. Uh, and then they, and then the next stage will be to open the border without a quarantine. Right, right. Uh, okay. And that would sort of start. So now once the one-day quarantine comes in, I think we will start to see a little bit more of 
of at least corporate flying flying in for meetings, flying mm. in for, for one week or two weeks or those sorts of things. Those type of travelers wouldn't be coming for a two-week quarantine, but they will make the trip because it's only a one, one additional night. Uh, we may start to see a little bit more tourism come through where tour groups uh, are willing to spend one night in a quarantine hotel. And I'm sure these hotels can find ways to to, to make it a one night experience for them anyway. And they'll be working with a lot of the, the, the local DMCs for that. Yeah, uh, it'll be interesting to see. I mean, you see, you see these testing strategies today. Greece, Greece uh, does testing at arrival. Austria does testing at arrival. So that'll be interesting to see if that's available to more and more nations. Um, and then I know you're new from New Zealand, and and interesting example over the last couple of days with the uh, the film crew, uh, uh, John Cameron and his avatar, two film crew being allowed into the country with a two week uh, quarantine requirement. Right, and they're all staying at a at a hotel that they took over in uh, Auckland. So um, it's uh, interesting to see how different governments and different countries are dealing with it and trying to trying to balance restricting with, with protecting the business and protecting the economy and tourism. I think a lot of a lot of people don't realize that I don't think this we, a vaccine is coming anytime soon. Right. And it's going to get to the point where we are going to have to live with this virus for a certain amount of time. Borders will have to reopen. Economies will have to start stimulating again. Uh, and we're going to have to live with this virus for some time. And we're going to have to live with the safety protocols that come with that. Uh, travel will not be easy. Travel mm. will not be cheap. Uh, it's, it's definitely – I can't see airlines dropping their prices anytime soon. They've had low margins as it was before. Uh, I, I can't see them going back to these low-cost um, airfares uh, because it's just too difficult for people to travel at the moment and too expensive, and those sorts of things. So I think that right. will definitely um, continue at least for the next 12 to 18 months. Right. right. Okay. Interesting. And what about your leadership lessons from the last three months? Um, what, what, looking back, what are your key, 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 key learnings or success stories? Look, I think, I think all of us have, uh, I actually had dinner uh, last week with a few other general managers from some other hotels in, in Saigon, and we all asked each other that question. And I think we all really, <laughs> I think you, you got to, taking it back is, I don't think we really realized how serious this was, how much this was going to implement, uh, impact our business. Uh, we started hearing about this in January, just before the Lunar New Year, uh, as, as, as China was starting to have more and more cases. And a lot of us were, were talking around, oh, do we think this is going to impact us? Is it just going to be in, um, in China? And just really trying to make sure you take things seriously. Uh, at the start, we all ran out of face masks. We all ran out of uh, hand wash because as soon as it, it took off, as soon as people realized that this virus was now in Vietnam, they fled to the shops. And uh, you can see on the news all the things about various countries running out of toilet paper or running out of this and that. Um, you know, we ran out of masks and we ran out of um, hand sanitizer. Uh, luckily for us, our uh, executive ha housekeeper had done a little bit of a stockpile. So we, we went out, but we were able to restock um, relatively quickly. So it wasn't too much of a problem. But I think for us, it was really about if this ever happens again, you've got to take it 100% seriously and really hope that you're wrong. Mm -hmm. Better and, be and prepared than sorry, right? Yeah, and then I think also safety procedures. So making sure that the hotel, every 
every year is up to date with their safety protocols. So sh should there be a, a virus or a situation like this again, what do we do? And just reviewing that every year, do these procedures still make sense? Is there new technology out there? Is there new ways of doing things that we can adapt this? So we're not mm. chasing our tails when something happens to make sure that we're reviewing a policy and does this work, does it that? You can, it's all ready to go. Uh, I think also from a financial perspective as well, making sure that you have plans in place. Okay, what if this happens again, whether it's a financial crisis, whether it's a a, a virus or um, a, a medical epidemic, uh, what are our stages of, what are our policies in terms of manning? Do we furlough people? Do we ask them to stay home on reduced pay? Um, how, how do we do these sorts of things? Because I think a lot of us also had to sit around tables and debate about what we were going to do for staff, whereas if we already knew our plan for this is how it's impacted our business, this is what we're going to do. Okay, it's impacted to the next stage, this is what we're going to do. If we just prepare ourselves uh, a little bit better so that we, when this hits again, uh, mm -hmm. we can be a little bit more educated and a little bit more prepared for what mm -hmm. happens. No, no situation will ever be the same, but I think, being a little bit more prepared and taking it very, a lot more seriously from day one uh, is, is something that I take back from this. It's something that will always stay with me for, in the back of my mind for the rest of my career. And I'm sure it's probably not the last situation like this that, that will come up. So, uh, yeah. Yeah, no, those are some good points and the different points that are what I'm hearing, you know, you know, from other people that I've talked to, right? That, um, so that's, and, and I did see a, a survey that was done recently about hotels being prepared. I think it was only 46% of hotels that had actually an emergency preparedness plan or something that you're talking about, right? So um, um, now I'm sure 100% of hotels will, will have one, but um, before the crisis, I think uh, less than, uh, definitely less than 50% had one, so... I appreciate your time. I know we're kind of at the at, at the time, and I'm sure you're you're a busy man. So um, I'll let you go. But appreciate your time, and thank you very much for sharing. No problem. And uh, good luck with the next few uh, few months. And I hope the government makes a good decision to open up the borders soon. Let's see. <laughs> <laughs> I'll definitely love to come back to Vietnam anytime soon. Yeah, yeah. So um, I can't wait for that. On a holiday. <laughs> <laughs> that's right. That's right. Thank you, yeah. Michael. Cheers. Thanks, guys. Okay, bye-bye. Thank you very much for listening, and I hope you found this episode valuable for your own business circumstances. Check out the show notes linked to the episode. Help more people in the industry find this podcast by sharing and rating. And don't forget to subscribe to the series wherever you listen to it.